So here is my uh my skit, my opening skit. Okay, okay. Uh let oh, me let me have a read through it. Mm-hmm. Um So it's a skit about two very beautiful trans women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh who one ha- one has blue hair and one has pink hair. Okay, think. and they have a small and kind following for their podcast. Yeah, their their followers are really lovely. Yeah, their podcast about things that they've watched and listened to and played and And they've got a cat. Yeah, and they're in a, a polycool and have a lot of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and have a lot of board games. Yes, and cuddles. They get uh, cuddles a lot. But uh, I like to think that they seem like the kind of people that do a lot of puns. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and where did you come up with this definitely, definitely fictional idea for a skit? Well, you see... definitely creative I mean, that you've come up with. You're not the only literary genius in this family, you know? Y- yeah, I'm very proud of your creative ability here. You definitely have come up with something that's fiction. Yeah. And definitely, yeah. Def- definitely fiction. Definitely created something mm, here. Fiction, yeah. That's definitely how fiction works. <laughs> Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnetdale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnetdale. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast where two queer trans women and the, cat. and the cat have a little chat about... Well, the cat doesn't on this bit. We, we talk about the things we've played in the week and do silly voices and skits and Smudge is here too. A smudge played with the uh, en- enrichment... She played with the enrichment tube. Yeah. Yeah, she occasionally plays with things. I don't yeah. think she's going to talk about them on the show though. I enjoyed the enrichment tube now. <laughs> For anyone who's unaware, the enrichment tube is, I guess you would describe it as a snake on a string, on a but stick. But it's on a stick. But it's got big, it's got, it's got eyes that make it look like, I googled it before and I don't remember now, the, um, those Saturday morning puppets. Zig and Zag. Zig and Zag, yes. I re- yes they've it's got a similar kind of fur as well. It's, yeah, it's a very colourful, it looks like you turn Zig and Zag into a colourful snake on a string. The enrichment tube. Yes. Zig and Zag will make no sense. I was going to say no sense <laughs> to anyone outside the UK. And also make... anyone under 30. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm I'm, I'm coming up on 31 and I barely remember Zig and Zag. They were, yeah. they were start of my... I, I was in high school when, when the Big Breakfast like, app was beginning. I reckon, like, by the mid-90s that had to have been finished. Probably, yeah. Like, I can't have been more than four or yeah, five when I, I Zig think... and Zag went away. I, I feel like by the time... I left school like they were petering out, if not already gone. I, I, I think I, the big breakfast was still just about around, but I don't think I, they were on it. It was somewhere around, I, I, it must have been mid-90s, there was the swap over, or at least in my head, zig and zag fade away, and like, Saturday morning, um, Dick and Dom start, or uh, Ant Ooh. and Dex start going in. Yeah, whichever, whichever of the Saturday morning shows it was that had a segment called Wonky Donkey. I do remember Wonky Donkey. Yeah, it was, it was one of the pairs of, of British morning presenters. It was either Ant and Dex or Dick and Dom, I don't remember. It was probably Ant and because I do remember watching some Ant and Deck yeah. as a small person. Yeah, I do not remember watching no. Nick and Dom. I think I think Ant They're and Deck. Yeah, time. I think Ant and Deck, whatever the Saturday morning show was, replaced whatever Zig and Zag was were on. SMTV. Yeah, SMTV. Good. I I'm old enough to remember Fast Forward. Well, and Lard to Mouth, Lardy Da, and the eight fifteen from Manchester. Well, Lardy Da, the Millennium Dustbin, Lardy Da. What have you played this week? That's the most elegant transition I could have done. 
<laughs> what have you played this week? I tried to reset my vampire survivor save, and despite 15 minutes of half-assed work and googling stuff, I managed to delete most of my progress. <laughs> I I am impressed that your save file is not a binary state. It, you either have a save or you don't. I had to go into so many different folders. They're like, yeah, try this folder. Try this folder instead. Try this. Yeah, and completely un- uninstall this. And make sure you've disabled your cloud save. And also go into this bit of the app data thing and go over here and Usu- do this. Usually for a Steam game, it's just go to local files and in the root folder, there'll be like a .sav file and you just delete it. Yeah, but there's also like your backup .sav files. And there's also three different folders in the app. App data. And does the game not have like a button in it to go reset? No. No. Nope. Well, so that's silly. I spent a long time, for a person with ADHD, <laughs> <laughs> deleting my save data and I deleted most of it and I was like, fine, that'll do. Um, it, It's been an interesting week for playing lots of Vampire Survivors. Yeah. Like, because uh, I've finally been getting serious into it. So Hell yeah. We've talked about it on, on this show before, but for anyone <laughs> who either doesn't remember or hasn't heard us talk about it before, it is a game where you are you play as one of a series of, of characters that uh, have weapons that auto-hit in varying directions, like a whip might hit to the left and right, you might have some sparkles that shoot up and down, um, garlic that radiates out from you in a circle... And enemies come at you, and you you run around trying to kill all the enemies and not take damage while attacks auto happen. But then it becomes ADHD dopamine heaven as <laughs> billions of things melt and numbers flash everywhere and everything dies numbers. and you're amazing. Yeah. Um. And coins. Yeah. So like we've we've both been playing fairly similarly this week. Yeah. The, you reset. You mostly reset your file. I tried. And I had played like 40 hours of this game, but I'd never really actually gone in and looked what are the objectives I'm supposed to be doing that will unlock me more content. Yes. I'd just been sort of jumping in without any real direction and watching numbers go up. Numbers do go so up. So you knew what you were doing and were replaying through it, and I was like, okay, I'll finally actually do the things that unlock shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how has that been for you? Uh, what Watching you do that has been very oh, cool. I was going to say, how's your, your replay been? I've been but... really enjoying it. It's been nice to feel like there's progress still to be made. Yeah. Um, while we wait for another update and possibly the 1.0 release. Yeah. Is there, like, according to the roadmap, we've actually gone beyond the roadmap. Yes. There's stuff that, like, was never going to, like, that the, was never listed on there, or was hinted at in a later version of the roadmap. That was Queen Sigma. Yeah. I, my understanding is the next major update is 1.0. Like, yes, it's, I believe so. Yeah, and... Yeah, there's a lot in this game. Like, if, if you've not... If, if you've never checked this game out, it's like two quid on Steam. £2.9p. There is so much video game in here for a game that is that cheap. Oh, yeah. For the people who are like, oh, I want more video game for my money. This you get so much, so much, so video, much video game. game for your money in here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Um, I've played an awful lot of this game. I've been experimenting with just how how broken can I make this game? Yes, and I think I think I think we've probably hit it. I think you've probably hit in, it. In, in a single run, I managed to get one thousand six hundred and eleven levels. Um, yes, and then several million gold. Uh, yeah, I think I hit, like, 17 million gold and, by and the end. you could have kept going, but we're like, nah, I'll, I'll leave it here. That'll That's enough gold do. for me. 
I don't want to Bezos about it. <laughs> I think at 17 million you have mildly Bezos it. No, I, there's no billions. I, I do you have any idea how long it would have taken me to get a billion gold I in that know. game? I, I think anyone anyone who has 17 million is already in the uh, the bourgeoisie category. I, I'm going to distribute it between all of my characters. They'll all get golden eggs. <laughs> Uh, oh, but yeah, this this is a this is a real neat video game. Oh yeah. Um, I'm kind of glad I spent as long as I did, sort of just messing around in it because it's meant that like when I had this urge to come back to it, I had so much ahead of me that was new that I did not know still ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, okay, I I know that I can only enjoy it as a thing that I'm unlocking new stuff in once, so I'm gonna really save that for a good occasion and oh my goodness everything's opening up and I feel so powerful so yeah, powerful you had your first session where you hit 200 levels in, in a uh, 250 nice. well, actually no I think it was two, 280 by the end Nice. Um, I very quickly died when death arrived but like 280 that, that was, was pretty, pretty good. good Yeah, I'm getting pretty, there Yeah. and like you've got most of the characters unlocked now you've done yeah. Like, there's only two things left to open, I think, in your uh, collection. Three things left in my collection. I don't know whether playing as that new character that I unlocked tonight will be one of the three things. Or that trouser. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Question um, mark, we'll see. Um, yeah, I've got three things left in my collection to do. And then oh I will unlock the character that, to my understanding, will be the thing that breaks the game somewhat. I mean, you still have to use her correctly, but she's definitely the most powerful in the game. Yeah, and I am excited. I want to have runs that go for hours, yeah. Uh, I, will, I will teach you the, the build that I use for ridiculous Queen Sigmanus. Yeah! Limit to three weapons, get lots of uh, corruption uh, curse stuff on your uh, accessories, Capello Magna, and then just go for it. Mm. Yeah, it's very cool. Oh um, yeah, feel, feels good to be able to just like just leave it on the side while deaths gather around you in many numbers. You're yeah. just like I'm just here for the gold. Yeah. Um. No, yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next because I feel like maybe there's going to be a final final boss. I imagine so. Because you did the lunar eclipse event, mm. and you were like, "Hang on, there's stuff happening. There's a there's a hands. Someone did a little snap." What's, what's, what's yes. going on here? I imagine we're going to get a very fourth wall breaky final boss, I think. I think maybe. And I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm very excited to see what else happens with, with that game. And if nothing else, I think we've, we've definitely got our money out of that. Oh, agreed. Uh, what else have you played? Ah, uh, well, I'll talk a little bit about this. If you want to hear more about it, there is a lengthy accessibility <laughs> episode about it. Uh, I've been playing a bunch of The Last of Us Part 1 on PS5, the um, full-price remake of the 2013 game. Um, so, like, general thoughts, if you already own The Last of Us uh, and you do not have any accessibility needs that make it difficult for you to play... You do not need to pick up this remaster. It looks shinier, and that is probably going to be the difference for most people. Um, If you don't already own The Last of Us, this is a very nice version of it, but, like, don't have FOMO if you already own the game, and... You could probably get a cheaper second-hand copy of the original. Exactly. Um, That being said, 
Uh, the accessibility support in there is really nice. It's a shame that it's not being added to the older versions of the game. It's only in this new version. That is a bit of a shame. But most of the accessibility stuff, if not basically all of it from The Last of Us 2, is ported over. Basically everything works the same as it did in that. All of the praise that I had for The Last of Us 2's accessibility stuff basically carries over. But There's... also it's tempered by a year or two years of yeah, progress like... since then. <laughs> Well, like, here's the thing. It is, all of the stuff that, that is exactly the same as it was in The Last of Us 2, I basically have no complaints about, mm. other than for a game that they, they touted as a ground-up remake, there's a lot of things where it's like, okay, you didn't stop to go, maybe we tweak this, this tiny moment to account for the new accessibility settings working properly. Mm. Like, there's a few, it feels like they have placed a very good set of accessibility settings onto the design, it doesn't feel like The Last of Us 2 where it felt like that stuff was in like baked into it from the start of yeah. the design process. Which I get it, they want it to feel like a faithful remake, but it feels like they could have done a little more to integrate it. Still one of the most accessible video games in the AAA space, like full stop. Um, the new stuff that's in there, the um, audio descriptions are fantastic when they're there, but they're only there for completely like out of your control cutscene cutscenes um moments where the camera is taken out of your control but like it's still in engine um like those are not audio described there are no audio descriptions for any gameplay moments there are no audio descriptions for scripted events where things are happening at predictable times that they could have audio described but it's not technically a cutscene and that's a real disappointment um and again i'm glad that the audio descriptions are there in the cutscenes it is a step forward beyond what The Last of Us 2 did, but, like... More of this. Yeah, more of this. Like, The Last of Us 2 was really easy to praise because everything it tried for, it really fucking nailed. And this is the first thing that Naughty Dog have done where it's like, it's good that you put it in, but you didn't do it perfectly first time, and, like, there is room for critique there. I mean, it feels half-assed from what I've seen. It... The, the the way I, I feel like it's best put is if you're someone who is largely buying this because you've heard that it has audio descriptions and you're used to other forms of media that have audio descriptions fully throughout, you will be probably be very disappointed by how little of the plot is audio described. Um, you're out there? Yep, just counting. Okay. I'm just checking everything. Uh, it's all fine. Sorry. Okay. Just, just for me. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it'll, it, it's one of those things where, like, if you buy this because you've heard the game is audio described, it is disappointingly lacking in that regard. Um, also, I'm very curious to hear what people end up thinking about the fact that for deaf and hard of hearing players who are following subtitles, there is haptic vibration of the spoken dialogue through the controller as an option, so that you can feel pacing and delivery and intonation of lines, which... Really interesting idea that I am not fully equipped to um, rate whether it's whether it's well executed or not, but I'm very curious to read other people's thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? What have you played this week? Um, what else have I played? A bit more Dead Cells, really. Yeah, how's not, that? Not even about. Um, I finally finished the finished a run on PC, got all the way through, killed the king, or the, the hand of the king. Uh, I did it again, so I've now got two stem cells, or whatever they're called. 
Yeah. Um, I found some new weapons I quite like the look of. I've unlocked a couple of costumes. I'm quite enjoying the HEV suit from, from yep. Half-Life. Yeah. Do you like that orange and, and black combo? Because you... It's iconic for Half-Life, but also you don't see yourself wearing it in Half-Life. You just know that that's the thing. Yeah. That's quite, that's quite a nice combo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so enjoyed that. Um, not really much more to say about it from last week. It's still a good game. I enjoy the fluid animation. I've enjoyed having like low difficulty settings and just feeling like a bit of a badass and just enjoying all the... Right. The, like, rolling and dodging and attacking and, and feeling like you're someone confident at de- uh, competent at Dead Cells. It's fun to feel competent at video games. It is. I kind of <laughs> wish Pedro had had a, a mode like that. Right. Of just like, do you want to feel like kind of a badass? There are so many video games where I'm like, please, just let me feel like the badass that I thought I might look, feel like if it, when I From watched the trailer. the trailer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let me have that experience even though I suck. Yeah, like, I understand that there will be people who are good and can do the things, and their their daily scores actually get scored. Yeah. And and that's fine. I don't I don't need the daily score. I just want to feel a bit of a badass. Right. Um, so, yeah, I did some of that. The main thing, the most important thing, the thing I've just had a text message from one of the players about. Yeah. Uh, Gloomhaven. Yeah. Jaws of the Lion. We, we finished it. We finished Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. We had two very lengthy, intense <laughs> days of playing. Yes, um, we played eight missions. Yes, we added uh, We added a new player in who wanted to learn. Yes. Um, which we were quite near the end of the campaign. So we did like the first two tutorial missions and then leveled them up to most of the way through a character build and then threw them in at the deep end. They picked it up really well. They did really well. I I think the fact that they had the transferable skill of I've played Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Yes. Um, And and was just like, yeah, if you can transfer that skill, you've got this. And I think it helped that because they jumped up in level to above the, the midpoint where you get like your extra box you get to open yes. that gave a pretty solid idea of this is a thing your character specializes in mm-hmm. it gave like a good direction for character building and despite like going okay we're gonna make you open like six packets of cards now and uh, seven packets of cards now and choose one of two f- from six make, of them yeah make a bunch of rapid fire choices without a huge amount of experience of what those yeah. choices mean and he did really well like he picked a working deck he didn't really do much or need to do much else with yeah. it yeah at one um, point we googled like what is the rec- like the recommended good deck for this level he'd and he'd picked he'd all picked, of the correct he'd cards picked basically all of those cards <laughs> during the leveling up and i was like well done <laughs> you have an eye for this I mean, like, also he plays Magic the Gathering, so has an idea of sort of, like, concepts of power and toughness and things like that. So, yeah, yeah I it, it was really lovely to also to go get to see the hatchet because yeah. we were like, well, we're probably never going to get to see the hatchet. This and the... I was thinking, I, yeah. I might play as, as this character in Frosthaven just to give them a try. Yeah. And then our red guard got a boyfriend. <laughs> yes, and... <laughs> I understand why people say the Hatchet is maybe the coolest character oh, yeah. to play as Absolutely in Jaws of the Lion. Um, they have a very simple thing they do, and they are very good at it. And they mm-hmm. get to be very powerful in one particular field. Yep. And yeah, oh. it 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 was. We had a nice time. There were a yeah. couple of 
there were a couple of really interesting missions we came across. Like the Hatchet's um, loyalty mission. Yes. Is so... Hang on. Spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning for Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. Skip forward like a minute. It's incredible. It's completely different. Yeah, it's so completely different. Um, it, 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 you've got three of your party members separated, not taking part in the combat, having to like keep a crowd on side and keep them cheering for the hatchet, who is soloing a bunch of enemies, and you're trying to like keep the crowd cheering so that they give a bunch of bu- stat buffs so that the hatchet can be like solo murdering a bunch of stuff. It was really and cool. If you can get just enough close like to the edge of the crowd and they can get close enough to the wall, you can heal them while they're doing the fighting. Yeah. But you can't directly interfere in the fight, otherwise the crowd turns. Mm. Such a neat concept. It was brilliant. It's such a like oh. of of all the like different ways to do games in in Jaws of the Line that we've had, I think that was the most unique and interesting. Yeah, um, and I'm really glad that was part of our last session of playing. Yes. It was a really nice little shake-up. We got through all of Jaws of the Lion with only four unencountered city cards. <laughs> so uh, that was timed perfectly. I think there was only one, maybe two we did, we had to redo. Yeah, yeah, we... I think I think we did pretty well. We we had like that last session had a really good mix of like some very grindy like difficult dungeon crawls, some quick dash like go quick find the objectives like try and keep it under control get out. Uh, some like th- there was a lot of like different feeling things in mm. that last batch, and there was yeah. that one that was very grindy. There was one that was very grindy, and at least part of that was we hadn't played in a while, and yeah. it was first game with like the fully featured deck for the new player, which yes. I don't, I don't think either of those helped the pacing of that mission. No. It took us like four hours, and we really struggled towards the end. Yeah, we but, sort of, yeah. we sort of um, dragged ourselves to the finish line a little. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, and then that that final mission was. Over a lot quicker than I expected. It was, but it was still a like. It, I don't. It was think, very epic. I I don't think it was a bad final mission. Oh, no, I think, not at all. I think by the time we got to it, it several of the, of the table had really started to click. Like, aha, we can do this and this, and that synergizes with you. And yeah, yeah, just as well. Final mission, just yeah. to, to work out all our synergies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um. I was struggling with movement a bit towards the end because I'd sort of thrown everything at trying to do some crowd control stuff and making sure everyone else could get into the boss room. Um, and then I, there's me stumbling through the door to the boss room trying to hold it shut against a, a couple of big beasties that followed me up the stairs. You're, you're like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm here! I can do some things to really help! I can, I can do my really big attack! I can do it! <laughs> Um, and then as uh, you're getting witty and uh, yeah y'all uh, absolutely crushed him it's in like, like one I'm, card I'm here to do my very big attack uh, it's alright <laughs> the three of us will just grind them into a fine paste absolute slush in one card I think it was as well um, yeah it was it was a really badass thing I and... mean, you, you despite not being in the room you so much kept us alive in that final mission by making it so that the very powerful, very powerful boss got just enough misses in that we didn't crumple. Yeah. Ugh. And not only that, but like everything else that was missing as well. Like mm. by the by the time we hit the final mission, I had I had within about 
six rounds, managed to fire eight curses into their deck. Yeah, you 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 were on nothing touches the party <laughs> duty. You leave my party alone. <laughs> we are untouchable. You are. You'll yeah. be great. Hmm. Um, yeah, um, I would be curious to have a look online and see, uh, like if anyone's done like homebrew with those maps. Um, just like just fun missions to do, like little solo missions to do. Um, we have lent our copy to um the the other two people we were playing with because obviously our hatchet only played like the last handful of missions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think they're gonna probably have some fun trying some stuff out, yeah. maybe trying some different characters, and um, seeing some of the rest of the plot. But yeah, we it was surprisingly easy to reset the whole box. Yeah, yeah, it, like it it took a minute, but like it was it was very manageable. Yeah, and it, it was and and everyone helps um sort of doing their own character stuff. But yeah, I'm so ready for Frosthaven. And if yeah. I find out we're not in that first wave of Frosthaven, I'm in Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see how long like they're talking about if it is second wave. But maybe not. Maybe we will get it by UDP this year. We will see. Uh, but um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was nice to do something all together. Alternatively, I might just run some D&D for us all. Yeah. That might be quite fun. I mean, we have many we have many things we can do to pass the time until Frosthaven yes. arrives if we need to. We, do. we have just, many adventures we can do as a team. It's so weird considering that I had written Gloomhaven off from the very first time I'd seen stuff about it, despite watching a couple of very in-depth reviews going, it's a dungeon crawler, I'm not interested. It is everything about D&D I hate, the constant dice rolling, fight, 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 fight. Murder yeah. hobo. I don't want my D and D to ever be this. Oh, I don't want my D and D. No, to ever be that. I never want my D and D to be this. It's so much more interesting with those cards, though. Right, like, I, and that's the thing is, I think if we could, if we could find some way of like doing D and D combat, like done the actual dungeons sections using Gloomhaven cards and characters, and then like all of the the. Like town stuff is like roll d twenty influence people chat to people. I mean that could be fascinating. Look, I mean, there's no reason that you couldn't flip over a random page of that book and set some monsters in that room and use that as your combat section. Yeah, as like a little small encounter yeah. that you tell your own story around. Yeah, could do that. Yeah, that could be interesting. Ah, <sighs> yeah. Um, but yeah, apps. Very glad I spent 30 quid at Comic-Con last October for that. Oh, it that was, was good. Uh, yeah, that was... It was a very good 30 quid's worth of game, though. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've spent far more and had less less good times. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I'm, and, and, and played board games I have purchased and loved less consistently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really good. I would recommend Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion to anybody. Who is interested in some fun action RPG stuff uh, with a group of friends? I hear it works very well in two. Probably, we, I mean, we, we had a good time in three. Yeah. Wouldn't want to play it in single player, I don't think. I don't think so. I know so. they recommend playing as two characters, so. Yes. Two-hander would be an absolute arsehole to deal with. Mm. On top of that, being a solo player, running all of the monsters and stuff. 
It would be a lot. Yeah. I, th- I think we ended up with quite a nice thing where, like, our red guard was like, hey, you know, I've been, like, just playing, playing for all this time, and now there's four of us. Like, yeah. I'm getting used to, like, watching what you do and that and how you do it, and I will do some of the put things on the board and help move monsters around. Yay. Uh, and, and stuff while I do the, like, health monitoring and status effects and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's 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 been a really nice experience to just do all that together and have that little group and have that whole experience of, of going on that adventure together. And I'm very excited for Frosthaven. Same. <laughs> you, you, you've really 180'd from I'm not sure about Gloomhaven at all to, <laughs> well, I've played the little mini prequel and I want to play Frosthaven and also maybe we pick up Gloomhaven <laughs> maybe too. Maybe we pick up Gloomhaven because I'm not sure I can wait for Frosthaven. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, um, yes, D- good experience if you can get it a, a good price. For fully recommend. What about you? Uh, I got a couple of things to very quickly rattle through. Rattle, rattle. Um, I played some of the Splatoon Three Splatfest premiere, which is the little uh, brief time limited demo they did for Splatoon Three. Yeah, you had a sword. Didn't you say? Yeah, I had a cool paint katana. That that was pretty cool. <laughs> uh huh. Um. I'd, I mean, look, that's my, my lasting memory of that demo, is I had a paint katana. And How who... does that even work? Um, well, it slashes and does, like, um, fairly, like... like an arc. Um, it does, like, fairly wide, but not too uh, far in front of you mm-hmm. paint splashes. It's very good for taking out other players if you can get close. Like, one slice will probably take another character out. But not great for painting the level? Not... Eh, it's, it's all right for painting the level. It's not the best for painting the level mm. um you can do quite good like jump and then slash to do an overhead that goes thin but far that you can then slide along so it's very good to make like make a big straight line swim through it pop out s- slash a character be zipping around the level that way what was your preferred weapon class from two ah uh, i was always splat roller i like the rollers um it's a good one. pardon it's a good one I enjoy yeah the roller. Uh, there's a neat uh, one of one of the rollers uh, in the demo had a neat like secondary or um, the thing that you sort of power up as yeah. you paint the level, which allows you to zip around the level briefly um, to sort of like hook shot around to points of your choice, uh, and at each point you're at, you can be there for a few seconds, like chucking a big amount of paint down, zip to somewhere else. Um, and you do this a, f- a couple of times and then it zips you back to where you started. Okay. Um, so you can sort of throw yourself deep into enemy territory, get a few seconds of rolling down a bunch of paint, um, and then zip back to the safety of where you started. Huh. Um, it's a really interesting mobility option for what is otherwise a fairly slow character. Hmm. Um, and like, it, you can't permanently throw yourself into the, that sort of deep end quickly that way but it's sort of a haha i'm here i'm causing chaos i'm gone i'm away yeah um look it's more splatoon and i don't say that as a bad thing it's more splatoon with some new stuff and i had fun and i mean but getting back into it i was like oh yeah i forgot how much i like these really short matches they're like three minutes long and i i could oh, i could see myself getting back into this um we'll we'll see I enjoyed I enjoyed playing a bit more Splatoon, which I hadn't done in a while. Uh, and the other thing I've been playing is I've played the first three episodes of We Are OFK, um, which is one of those narrative, make choices, adventure type games. Okay. Um, well, like Walking Dead or uh, sort of. It is. 
I, I've seen it described as being more like interactive TV than a Telltale game, and I think that's maybe fair. It is, it is a lot more linear with you making choices about like tone and like little specifics rather than at least how it feels so far, rather than the big arcing choices. Um, but it's a really neat, sweet little story about a group of queer friends trying to start a band together, and all of them have various baggage they're bringing to the table that Is they're trying to work through. Is this tickling your to the moon, I mean, a little bit. Yeah. Um, look, well, it's a little bit that, but it's also a little bit scratching my itch for Sayonara Wild Hearts. Okay. And I'll get to that in a minute, but yeah, so you, the main four people who, like, are clearly going to be the four people who end up making this band are Itsu, who is a piano player who is really struggling with, like, has just come out of a bad relationship and is trying to set boundaries and move away from that. You've got uh, Luca, who really doesn't believe in their own creative ability, despite being good at what they do, and has to really sort of be pulled into feeling like having the confidence and the sense of self to feel safe creating. Uh, you've got uh, Jay, who is this music producer who uh, really is sort of the impetus of this band coming together, but seemingly has some problems with uh, her parents and not feeling able to say no to them. Maybe the parents are homophobic, it seems. Mm. She's a little... She's she's a little... Wor- she's a little unwilling to settle down because what if homophobic parents get upset and there is carter who i don't know a huge amount about them yet they are on the fringes of the story a little bit still but uh non-binary character who makes a holographic cat and this holographic cat is the best thing in the world i love this cat so much i don't know what carter's deal is yet i'm sure at one of these episodes when we get through it we'll we'll be like ah here's your thing that's the big uh complex thing that's stopping you being a part of the band fully (laughs) but right now carter's entire character trait is anytime they tell a story it's the most engrossing thing in the world just like you know how often if people like tell you their dreams it can be kind of eh sometimes carter makes dreams sound very interesting i'm like the, the camera will sort of slowly zoom in as they very dramatically tell the story i'm like i don't need to know anything else about you you're very enthralling Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's basically a story of these people trying to come together and make art, but all of them have their own various baggage that intersects and causes conflict, because, you know, as these things do. Um, The thing about this that made me think of Sayonara Wild Hearts is each of the five episodes of this... uh, involves a playable music video mm-hmm. to a piece of original music um, that feels very Sayonara Wild Hearts in that it's somewhat limited gameplay, like, interactivity in a very well choreographed bit of, in- like, visual to music. Hmm. And I'll talk about the bits of music that have been in the first three episodes when we get to the listen segment, but they've been really good. They're, they're genuinely very catchy. Um... My understanding is that the the band in this, or the band that's made the music for this, is going to be a band going forward after this game happens. Like, the five episodes of this are basically serving as their debut EP, and I'm like, 
yeah, no, this is a really fucking engaging way to get me to listen to five songs from a new band that hasn't made music, like hasn't published music before. Oh. You, you've achieved that successfully while telling a neat little story. Mm. Um, because it's like kind of linear, other than like choosing tone of stuff as you go through. Episodes are pretty reliably consistent in t- in time limit. Like you okay. get told up front how long they're going to be. They're usually somewhere around an hour. Like so far, they've all been fifty five to sixty five minutes, and they're real good. Like the third episode I played last night, absolutely emotionally devastating in all the most interesting ways. Mm-hmm. Um, there is like uh, four and episodes four and five release over the next like week and a half and. Oh, I need to know how this ends. It's so good. I'm so invested. It's it it's real good. <laughs> so yeah, I I need more I need more video games that take advantage of being interactive music videos. Interactive music videos as an art form in video games is great. Oh yeah. Do more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You played it. We should get on to convoke. Hi, hey <laughs> friends. Yeah. Have you considered video game music video? <laughs> music video game. Music. Mu- yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you played anything else this week? Uh not really. It was very much about George the Lion. It really was. <laughs> well then, time for this. Well, I suppose it was only a matter of time. Uh, and wh- what? Well, I mean, we're queer. Yeah. We're popular amongst a small community. Yeah. That community is queer, or at least queer friendly. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, it was really was a matter of time until we got cancelled, I guess. Oh, wait, what? What? This is news to me. What's happened? Yeah, we got cancelled. What? It, I need more information than this. Well... You know how we're, we're queer and trans? Yeah. And some people are, are kind and like us. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, well, and, and, and that is a problem, obviously, to network execs. Right. So we've been cancelled. By who? Netflix, obviously. You know Wait. how they're always cancelling queer creators. Wait, we weren't a Netflix property, were we? Exactly. That's they're, how... That's well, how... they're cancelling things that aren't even this. Exactly. Oh, no. Before they even signed us, they've, they've cancelled us. Oh. Gone. Oh, goodness. Just got the email. Well. You're cancelled. Well. They've uh, deleted all of our content off the internet. Off the whole internet? Off just the whole Netflix. Ins- off of Netflix. We know where to be seen on Netflix. <laughs> we know where to be seen on Netflix. Look, we need the fan petition. Get Queer and Pleasant Strangers back. Bring back Queer and Pleasant Bring Strangers. Bring back Queer and Pleasant Renew Strangers. Renew us for a second season. Renew us for season two. The first, like, 200 and, what was it, 226 episode season. Yep. Fantastic. Bring us back for season two. Bring us back we for season two. We need the fan demand to get us uncancelled by Netflix. Let's get a change.org petition. Get us back on Netflix. Get us back on Netflix for season two. Get, get, get us a nice big advance for season two. Yep. Oh, I'd um, better go. We're having the in-laws for dinner. Uh, good luck. <laughs> huh? Oh, you know, you know, the in-laws are boring. Always snarking at you and judging. <laughs> oh, no, my in-laws are fine. We, we enjoy cake and play board games. Oh, your old ball and chain got you well under the thumb, are you? Beg pardon? Well, uh, you liking our in-laws having tea and cake? 
running home on time to cook her dinner. Proper under the thumb, isn't it? I I love my wife very much, and we have like an equal partnership, where we we each contribute in in the ways that we're best at doing, and that works for us. Is 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 your marriage not like that? <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. Do, you, do you want to talk about it? Are things okay? Uh, 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 I thought we were supposed to hate each other like my parents did. You know, you don't have to be queer to have an open, honest relationship that's loving and supportive. It it all starts with calm and respectful conversation. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank, thank you, token queer friend. Aww. Aww. Geezer is filmed before a live studio audience. So, <gasps> what have you put in your eyes? Well, we have watched the first couple of episodes now of She-Hulk. We have. She do Hulk. She do Hulk. That she do. Um, I'm really enjoying She-Hulk yeah, so far. Yeah, really enjoying it. Um, I think that the first episode, like, it, it, it had a lot it was trying to squeeze in in a fairly... Limited amount of time, but yeah, I... but I think getting it all out of the way the way they did managed to stop that thing I hate about new superhero movies. Yes, we're going to spend a lot of time establishing the character and not yeah. a lot of fun having fun it, with that character. It, it achieved a lot while still having time to have fun with it. Yeah, and I think that like the setup with episode one and two of like the the direction they're taking the series. Real interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the tone, real fun. I I think the the level and degree of fourth wall breaking has been enjoyable without being too distracting. Yeah. Um, there was there was a there was a, a particular joke about someone saying uh, I was a completely different person yes. that uh, really tickled me. Yes, <laughs> uh, a completely different person, literally. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very much. So. Yes. It, enjoyed that. The humor's been very on point. Yeah, enjoying that. I've I've enjoyed the the um the visual stuff. I think the uh, model for She Hulk is very good. Yeah, I think they've made that look very good. Um, and you never know with like the series stuff. Mm. Like, are they going to use it much at all because it costs too much money? I mean, we've we've got the whole thing with with Bruce at the end of the first episode. Yeah. Um, so. I, I guess that's not so much of a problem anymore. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes, what's going on, and um, I what happened next. Yeah, I, I, th- I, I think about these first two episodes of this, and I, I this is the same comparison I keep making to myself as I keep being like, yeah, remember, remember Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ugh. Remember when that that was the level and tone of what the uh, MCU TV shows were doing? Oh. Like, it's fucking night and day. They don't compare. Absolutely. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Like, the MCU's TV show output, like, it it started on some real rocky fo- footing, but... Because, like, Loki, pretty fun. I enjoyed Loki. Falcon of the Witch Soldier was very... And they just kind of... I'm trying to remember what ones there even were for uh, a while. Yeah, WandaVision. WandaVision was great. WandaVision was great. All the ones with female leads have been great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wanda- yeah, WandaVision, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk have been fantastic so <laughs> far. Uh, but yeah, like, obviously we've not seen a huge amount of it. I want to see what this is like when it... like. I want to see them get into trials. I want this to become a like a like a legal 
procedural comedy, <laughs> which I the suspect... better soul with though, yes, She-Hulk. yes. Okay, and I imagine we're going to get at least some episodes of that. Um, I did see a quote from one of the creators going, "Our initial, um, our initial plan, which didn't work out, was uh, we did I did go." Can we get away with doing like a four or five episode arc of a single legal case? They're like, yeah, we don't know enough about law to pull that off. Okay, fair. But uh, I'm like, come on, give me, give me some one episode trial episodes. Let me see some legal procedurals mm-hmm. with superheroes. Hell yeah, I'm ready. I am ready also. <sighs> oh, what about you? What have you been watching? Ah, uh, well, oh gosh, I watched the uh, new British Canon video on uh, Apex Twin. Mm. Uh, I think I've watched it before, maybe, but it it was listed on YouTube as a a new release on the Trash Theory channel. Mm. It's a thirty six minute and fifty one second long video about a fixed twin rebel liar and electronic pop pioneer. Mm. Um, I have a very weird relationship with a fixed twin. I kind of like some of the music. Yeah. Part of part of the problem is a lot of it I was put off by living with just the most awful housemate who was like just they always wanted to hold something over you. Uh constantly. And if it was I know a particular type of music that you don't better than you. And all uh, and was as much of a someone who likes to lie and make shit up about stuff. To make themselves sound more interesting as as a fixed win. Um yeah, it was it was not a great combination to live in that house. Um so yeah, that has put me a little bit off of off of some of that. I have some some bad memories associated yeah. with uh, some some associations that aren't necessarily Aphex Twins' fault. Yes. But um yeah, I, I enjoyed the sort of explanations of uh, how some of it was put together and uh, the way um, he thinks about making music and just the speed he was able to output tracks. Uh, Very impressive, but also not my kind of music um, a lot of the time. I love Bucephalus Bouncing Ball. Um, I just think it's very clever. But... um, yeah, uh, that's that's something I've watched. What about you? What have you watched? Oh, what have I watched? What have you watched? Um, tell us, tell us. What I mean, well, watched. we've watched another thing together. We yes. watched. Uh, so we we watched the Sandman, we watched season, the Sandman one. season one, and then there was they another bit. Shadow of... dropped a second episode. Yeah, like, a, a, a bit. A, a a thing that feels like two small stories they sort of smush together to make enough content for a for a episode. Yes. Um. It is the Sandman Dream of a Thousand Cats slash Calliope. Yes. Um, one of which is about 10, 15 minutes long, and the other is probably 45 minutes. Something like that. Yeah, so the Dream of a Thousand Cats is an animated story about the relationship between domesticated cats and humanity. Yes, and the history. Um, and the history and the lens through which... Um, cats view the actions of particularly nasty humans, and yes, it's it's a heavy one. Yes, it does not pull any punches. No, it is um, yeah, beautifully done, beautifully delivered and animated and acted. Oh, yeah. But the little gosh. the little kitten is so adorable. Oh 
Gosh. Gosh, it was a lot. No spoilers, buddy. No, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's very cute. It's it's intense and a fantastic bit of art. David Tennant is a bad man. David Tennant is a bad man. In in this, he mm-hmm. plays a bad man. Yes. I don't know him personally. Yes. Um, but yeah, the other half of it is uh, Calliope, which yes. uh, based on the, uh, the 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 muse, the Greek mm. muse. Yes. Uh, very much a modern retelling of the classic story that, uh, again, gets real heavy in some places, but uh, I thought was very well done. Uh-huh. It's a fantastic little standalone short story. Yes, very much so. Um, dark, disturbing, fascinating. Yeah. Um, it's got Rory from Doctor Who in it, so that was a bit it, of a weird follow-up. It, it does, yeah. <laughs> it's it. You know what it reminded me of having watched, having recently watched the uh, twenty nineteen um, Twilight Zone. Yes. If you'd taken out the fact it was like that, Sandman showed up at some point. Yeah, it, it could re- very easily have it, been a Twilight Zone. It could Zone so episode. easily have been a rebooted Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, and wouldn't have felt out of place. And that is when I say make that comparison, it is a positive comparison I'm making. Oh, percent. Yeah. What about you? You watched anything else this week? Um, not a huge amount, I'll be honest. Um, uh, there was something I wanted to mention, and it's disappeared out of my brain. Thanks, brain. I appreciate that. Love you. You're welcome. I watched a video by Mixed Up Media on YouTube called "Why So Many Black Characters Use Electric." Oh, yes. Electricity. Um, didn't know yeah. this. Oh yeah, no, this hadn't is... really thought about it before. Oh yeah, it's a thing. Black superhero. Yeah, black superheroes with lightning powers is like <laughs> because they're all copies of the same. Character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a recurring thing. The other thing you'll see often in superheroes, uh, black superheroes, is uh, black male superheroes often having purple and yellow be very prominent in their uh, in their outfit designs. Those colours come up a lot. I've seen yellow a lot. I can't think of anyone I've seen with purple. Um, purple gets used as an accent colour a lot with, with I mean, the purple. It works very yeah. well with yellow, but yeah. Yeah. I do like purple and yellow as, as, as a colour combo generally. Yeah. But... So yeah. Um, yes. I, I did not realise that that had all come, come from um, Black Lightning. Yes. Uh, just repeatedly trying to use Black Lightning and then... Like Static Shock. And yes. But what if we tried to get Black Lightning in Static Shock? No, we can't do that. Let's create another yeah. Black Superhero yeah. with electrical powers. Yeah. And then Black Lightning's kids are at least black women in this case, yeah. rather than black men. Um, and, and then just repeatedly going, oh, we're not sure who's got the licensing on that. We'll just make another black superhero with, with electric powers. Yeah. Um, the the fact that the yes we had had storm a little bit before that they wanted to make uh, a a racist superhero who was a a white guy who when his powers trigger turns into a black man with electric powers. Fucking! I am hell. so glad that never got going anywhere because that's you. Oh. But um, says a lot about Marvel at the time. Probably not much better now. <laughs> 
But um, yeah, that was a fascinating little 10 minute watch about just the number of these characters that they've thrown out for this reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, go give it a watch. Uh, what about you? Have you watched anything else? Well, just before recording Quips today, we watched uh, the that first... That was the thing I was trying to remember. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I, I, <laughs> I was thinking of the right thing. Um, we watched the first couple of episodes of Season 2 of Star Trek Lower Decks. Yeah. Um, so we talked about Season 1 of Lower Decks before feeling... <laughs> In very poor... I, I mean, look, I, I didn't... I didn't talk. I don't think I felt as as negative about it as you did. I felt very negative about I, it. The things you were critical of are things that I also recognised were flaws. They just didn't bother me as much. <laughs> um, but like season one, not bad. Has some interesting ideas, but it is very a million miles an hour. Very trying to throw a billion jokes at the wall to see what sticks. Like it's got some lol so random problems. So far, first two episodes of season two, uh, which we watched because someone we know had recommended, it really, it steps up a lot in season two, particularly toward, like, the tail end of season two, um, but, like, season two improves a lot. I think they're right. It, yeah, it, it seems to have settled down a lot. It's still... We, we laughed within the first two yeah, minutes, so... It's still very fast. You have to be paying attention because it will not slow down for you to catch what's going... Like, no. if you lose track... That's your problem. Yeah. But it it is not, you know, there's still a lot of jokes in it. Oh. It's not nearly as saturated as it was. It f- and... This series feels more Final Space than Family Guy. Yes. Yes. Um, And some of the, like, the concepts they've had for bringing jokes in have felt more thought through and more interesting and mm-hmm. more tied into, like, ah, that is a way of telling jokes that is very Star Trek. Mm. Um. Minus spoilers for episode two of season two, they introduce a member of the crew, the first Starfleet member that is. Oh, what's the species I called? I can't remember the species, but the species the whole, that talks um, in Darmok and Jalad at um, when the yes, walls fell. They they all yeah they talk in um memes. Me- me- they talk in memes. They talk in colloquial um uh, reference points that make sense if you know the thing being referenced. Yes. And that makes so much sense to bring into a modern comedy Star Trek. Yes. Because you can do, like, you can make meme references that are contemporary to the real world be something that makes sense as a punchline. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, that that's a really smart way of blending, like, the kind of humour pacing you're trying to go for with existing Star Trek lore. Yeah. That felt really creative. Also just glad to see them back. Yeah. It... Lower Decks has been doing a good job thus far at, like, revisiting stuff that Star Trek has sort of left to the side. Yeah. And this seems like it's committing to that, which is yeah. nice. I, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed the, the first couple of bits we've seen so far. I hope we get to see yet more. I am curious. Yeah. I'm I'm feeling very optimistic about season two. Generally, like, the, the a lot of the recent Star Trek stuff we've had over the last few years, I've been... Very positive towards. Yeah. Like, even even the the least positive I've been about Star Trek stuff, I've still enjoyed. Yeah. Like, even, like, season one of Lower Decks might, might be the least impressed I've been with something in recent Star Trek, but that's not to say I didn't have a decent time watching mm. it. Like, the wor- at its worst, it was still pretty alright. Yeah. Star Trek, yeah. Of the two franchises, I think Trek's doing better than was at the moment. Honestly, yeah. Like Star Trek has really 
really having a good resurgence. It's it's really coming back into its own. Yeah. And that's I'm I'm very happy to see that. As yeah. someone who was a primarily Star Wars person for the longest time, yeah. Star Trek's really really taken that spot for me. I am a bigger Star Trek person than <laughs> a Star so, Wars person yeah. now. Like, I think by quite a long way. Yeah, definitely. It's um, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I I am curious to see what else they do. Don't get me wrong, I will probably watch whatever the new Star Wars is. Oh, agreed. <laughs> but, you know, Star Trek. Star Trek. I think I think I'm a bit of a Trekkie. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> 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 and all because I started you off watching DS9. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, have you watched anything else? I think that's 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 it for me. I think that's the main stuff I've watched. Well then. <gasps> Time for this. Laura Laura, got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you have a little pretty kitty? We do. Is that little pretty kitty not so much of drinking out of the bowl that we purchased? I mean, she the, the, the bowl is very convenient. It will continue filling over time from the big tank, but she really doesn't like the bowl. She doesn't like the bowl. She doesn't like, she doesn't like the bowl. What if there was an alternative? What if... What if what if she's taken instead to drinking out of people's glasses she as is, soon as they put them down? She's very much done that. She wants to drink what the people drink. She Bowls? People drink don't... People drink. I, look, I think it's a case of, look, she looks at us drinking out of cups and goes, that's where the safe liquid is. That's where the humans drink from. Oh, oh. Why would I drink from this? That's The humans aren't drinking from I this. I mean, so she it's... drinks out of the toilet, so I'm not sure that logic Okay, that logic doesn't follows. necessarily go, but... She does want to be drinking out of cups like the humans. She does. Yeah. But I mean, look... There's a risk of look, her spilling and... Breaking glass, and yeah. we're still finding bits of it six months later. Yeah, that's never good. Well, what can we do about that? Because she really, and also, hopefully, this will prevent her drinking out of our cups too. What's the solution? Introducing Kitty Cup. <gasps> it is a specially designed cup that has a suction pad on the base, so it won't get knocked over, and they can have their own cup just like the humans. Why is she a little, little plastic cup? She's got a little plastic oh, cup. That she she's, this? she's not drinking out of that either. Oh, she's not. But she is sitting in the box. I mean that's something. It's kind of a win. Yeah. Oh. What if what if I put the kitty cup down and go, oh, this is my drink for later. I'm looking forward to this, and then I put it down. Maybe if we if we wash it out, put some fresh water in it, have a sip, and <laughs> then put it down. I you you you're a person full of fantastic ideas. Well, you too can be a person full of fantastic ideas and a kitty cup. Head over to kittycup.lol.net and enter the code QNPS226. I remember this from last week. I double checked. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that's the code. That's the place. Go and do the thing if you want to do the thing. You'll get a discount of some kind, probably. Probably. Mm-hmm. Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So, uh... I've been checking in with the uh, with the, uh, the, uh, the 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 young folks downstairs we've had working on the uh, the, the uh, audience engagement. The interns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, so so uh, one of them had that uh, that bright idea of uh, getting into getting into Twitch streaming, you know, doing right, branded yeah, yeah. Uh, streams. I and, mean, it's uh, what all the kids are doing now. Exactly, right? exactly. And like you know, what what better way to get people in, to engage with a brand than to make it like a a tangible person they could interact and chat with, which yeah, is why yeah, we yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. we took that uh that animal mascot character we got and yeah. uh, 
we made them into one of them uh, them VTubers. Them, uh, oh, like the anime thing. Yeah, the digital. You know, we we you know we got we got one of the interns to like be the voice, but like when when they move in front of the webcam, it makes the the animated little the, yeah that makes our, our that our way we don't move. have to pay to look at the intern exactly. And you know, well, see here is the other thing. If anything goes wrong and we have to replace them, it's not so obvious we've replaced them because, you know, slightly yeah. different voice, but same, you know, moving character or whatever. That's great. That's great. Um, Yeah, we're going to have to. Yeah, I'm glad we worked on the contingency of we might have to replace this person because yeah. uh, it's, it's gone bad already. How bad could it possibly go? It's just playing the video games. We well, we get people to play video games yeah, all the time. Well, that, that bit's fine. That bit's right. fine. But, um... Yeah, they're refusing to uh, to go back and do more VTubing because uh, ch chat got too horny. How horny can you be for a cheetah? Um, I, mm, I'm very impressed at the level of ASCII art they have managed to make of uh, giant cheetah genitals. Wow. Like, it is impressive that they managed to get the uh, the text chat to display that right. Wow, you uh, you printed all this out, huh? Well, I mean, look, I had to demonstrate the problem. Oh, oh, uh, see, yeah, see, yeah. The, look, look, the fan out of Reams the muscling of paper, the the fan out of the muscle, the, the rippling biceps, you know, yeah, it, it's, yeah, that's, you know, oh, that's a bicep. <laughs> right, right. Well, look, look, I certainly vain. Look, I had to do research so that I could understand why this oh, yeah, uh, intern yeah, yeah. quit, you know, and, uh, you know, yeah, they, they said it's too horny it's too horny i can't i can't i can't have them describing animal genitals at me what is wrong with them i mean isn't this what we we've made them like for years we've I, we sexualized everything well and I mean, now they they have been raised in the era of us sexualizing everything and now yeah, the things are sexualized, so yeah, I don't but, even but understand no, why this is unusual. Yeah, but they're meant to sexualize the female ones. Yeah, I know, but there's there's all different kinds of sexualities. I mean, I know that we spend huge amounts of money, you know, um, to, um, stopping that kind of thing. But yeah, but but sexualize the women. Yeah, I mean, not, I, not I the would. not the not the cheater with the. With the with the with the with the rippling with the, biceps, with the big yeah. big six pack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's. I mean, you could, yeah, you could grate cheese on that six pack. That is. Look, uh, look, look. If the intern won't go back and uh, be the uh, be we'll the just cheetah, get another one. I mean, I I I could I could be the cheetah. Be the che I mean, I, I could be the cheetah. Yeah, you could be the cheetah. <laughs> you are a fucking cheetah. <laughs> I know. Are the ears new? I feel like you don't usually wear the ears. Is this brand like testing out some marketing material or something? Or? Let let's let's say yes. Cool, cool, cool. So, <gasps> what have you put in your ear needs? Uh, not a lot new this no? week. Um, the main thing I've been listening to is. The uh, the songs from the game We Are OFK. Um, mm -hmm. The the band on Spotify is called OFK. Yes. Um, we Are OFK being the story of the the band. But uh, mm -hmm. do we know what OFK actually stands for? <laughs> yes, we do. Yep. Um. Okay. Minor spoilers. Oh. Uh, three episodes deep into this, they're finally about to get their first big break as a band because they have. Um, broken into a party and convinced a game publisher 
to use one of their tracks in a big, like, um, launch for a new mech in some video game, and that's, like, gonna get their song heard by a bunch of people, and, like, they're hoping it's gonna be their big break. They hadn't named the band at this point, and this, this director they're bullshitting to to get their song in the game goes, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, that's wonderful, send me an email, um, I'll, I'll, I'll be looking out for it. What's the name of the band? And the person freezes in the headlights and goes, oh, fuck. And they're like, what? Oh, oh, F, OFK. <laughs> OFK. Um, it's, uh, well, like, they, I can't remember what they say, but they, they say something that sounds like OFK and they're like, oh, it's, it's, it's Japanese. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, and have to quickly retcon it to OFK. So OFK stands for, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, which I think that's, it's the perfect level of disaster. I love it. Disaster trash. Success. Um, but yes, the three, at the time of recording, the three songs available from the first three episodes are, uh, let me get the list, um, Follow slash Unfollow, okay. um, which is a really, it's, it's, it's very much an upbeat poppy track, um, it deals a lot lyrically with, um, being uncertain and non-committal and um, not sure how you should interact with someone that you have a difficult, uh, like, an on-off past with. And that sort of, oh, I miss you when I'm when you're not around, but the second I'm back, I'm like, oh, no, this isn't great. But I, leave I remember and I'm like, why yeah. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, but then I leave and then I'm like, yeah, but, but maybe I was building it up too much. And Oof, yeah. But it's that set to, like, a very upbeat, like, deliberately contrasting poppy soundtrack. Um... The the end has this really really catchy hook. Um, that the the lyric is something about um, I don't know if I'm sc- uh, I'm screaming or I'm dancing or I'm crying or I'm dancing, and it goes back and forth between these two really wild extremes. Like the vocal delivery on that is really good as it builds to this sort of frantic crescendo. Mm-hmm. It's a really neat track. Yay. Um, the second one is called uh, Fool's Gold. And is a much more like laid back track. It's got a sort of lo-fi beats to relax and study to vibe, but with a bit stronger of a beat to it. A little bit stronger of a beat. About um, struggling with self-identity and not being sure who you are and what you want to do with life. And not having confidence in, you know, your sense of self. Uh, and sort of trying to fake it until you make it a little bit. Mm. Um, and then the most recent one, which I've got to check the name for, it's Infuriata. Uh, Infuriata, which is a kind of darker and more, like, a little bit more... A little bit more defiant track um, about not feeling... Uh, how, how, do I, how do I put it to words? It's a track about feeling like everyone else is having it easier than you and feeling like someone said hey you make a choice about what to do and you make a choice and then they get mad at you for making a choice and that's sort of like what what do you want from me do you want to just tell me what to do or do you want me to make it this is why i'm afraid to make choices because you tell me to do it and then get mad when i do um like that sort of conflict yeah they're all really good tracks. Like, Yay. there is yet to be a track I didn't think was, like, really, really good. Um, the music videos for them are pretty pretty fantastic, too. All three of those are really good tracks. Yay. I'm really enjoying them. 
What about you? I have been listening to the Hippo uh, or Hippo Sound System. Hippo Sound System, the uh, band the... whose name I remember because they say their name a lot. <laughs> uh, the music for your mind EP. Oh, yeah. And these yeah. are both tracks we heard at the festival. Yeah. Uh, the first one is Music for Your Mind, featuring MC Spider, KOG, and Franz Von. And the second track is Love Goes Where Love Is. Mm, yes. Um, both excellent tracks. Uh, there's also uh, Into the Jungle on there, which more is more of an in- instrumental piece. Yeah. But it's good, upbeat, uh, slightly drum and bassy, a little bit raggery. Yeah. Hippo Sound System really won me over yeah. at, at the festival. Like, they, yeah, they were real good. They got good. great energy. Um, yeah. It was just nice to cook breakfast on Saturday listening to a bit of Hippo Sound System. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, love them. Love them. I, I wish there was more music available online uh, to get because uh, I've, I've, I've got most of it at this yeah. point. Yeah. You have other songs. Let us have more of maybe, your songs. Maybe, maybe some I, I don't know if some of it's just covers and they can't sell it, or or if it's just some of it is stuff they've re- fairly recently done. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I I enjoy Hippo Sound System. They are good. They are available on the Banded Camp. What about you? Ah, oh, that's really all I've listened to, other than my routine cycling through the same like handful of songs I listen to all the time. Oh. Any anything else for you? Yeah, something else from from that we previously mentioned. <laughs> I li- bought the, also bought the Captain Flat Pack. Uh, f- uh, fla- Captain, I did the thing. <laughs> Captain Cat Flap. <laughs> Flap. <laughs> Captain Flag Cap. Uh, the Foul Play EP. Yeah. Uh, which includes all tracks we heard at the festival. Hooray! Uh, foul Play, Bang Bang Boogie, Quacky Backy, and I Spy. Yeah. Um, which uh, it's, it's all a bit duck themed in there. Um, good squelchy, kind of dubstepy, slightly folky, uh, like psychedelic folk stuff with really squelchy bass lines. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's very beautiful. Lots of live instruments. I need to listen to more Captain Flatcap because I am very much enjoying it so far. Yay! And um, again, need to get more of that. They they at least have a bigger available online library to to purchase from. So yeah. again, available on Bandcamp. I suspect they're probably both on SoundCloud as well. Probably uh, not SoundCloud. Uh, the Spotify. Most, that one most likely. Oh, well, what about you? Have you got anything else, or is that? Oh, that I think that's it for uh, for me. Uh, only other thing we listened to the um the Undertale. Oh, we soundtrack. did, we did. So as we were coming to the end of Gloomhaven, I didn't have a huge amount to do apart from count numbers. Um, so I was just putting different music on the TV. So we started the first mission, or the the very last mission, with the beginning of the Undertale soundtrack. By the time we opened the door to the boss room, it wasn't quite there. So I pushed it ahead to Megalovania. And then, um, whatever Undying the Undying tracks. Oh, track yes. Um, ba- battle, battle Against a True Hero. That was it. Yeah, put that yes. on as well. And then when those run out, I put a 30-minute version of uh, One Winged Angel. Oh. And then when I got tired of that, about eight minutes in, we put um, uh, Those Who Fight Further, also from Final Fantasy VII, because... Yeah. We were on a boss fight, the, and then I just found a mix of victory music. <laughs> the, the the Undertale soundtrack has some great track names. Oh yes, 
a very some un- of them are longer than the yeah. track. Something, so, uh, there's one of them that's something like um, an unreasonably small duck carries you over an unreasonably small gap. It was adorable. <laughs> uh, something about a hotel. Oh yeah, yeah. There's 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 a there's a few. There was the different uh, spooky music that you listen to with. Oh Napster. yes, like spook uh, spook step and yeah yes. Chill spook. Yeah, it was. Um, I've uh, see. I thought I had some somewhere. I'd got a uh, Undertale soundtrack. I don't remember it being that long. So there's. I might have had like a like greatest hits of Undertale. Or something. Yeah, it, depending on where you go looking for an Undertale soundtrack, you'll either get like every single music file, uh, music track oh, from the one game. Track. Yes, or you will get the like. Here is the like thirty that most people think of. Yeah, I think I've got. The thirty one, yeah, and a remix album. Oh, yeah, Megalovania. The more I, I I listen to the Undertale soundtrack, Megalovania, good tune. Battle against a true hero is the one that mm, has my heart. That's the one. I that, like that's... Bone Trestle. Bone Trestle's good. I also like Spider Dance. Oh, <laughs> God, I yeah the the bit with Undyne in the killing everyone root of Undertale is. One of my favourite bits of storytelling in any medium. It's so... Such good dramatic... Oh, it's beautiful. I just wish I was better at that game. <laughs> if you ever want to see it through properly, we can... We can do a playthrough where if you get stuck, you can hand it to me and I'll, yeah. I'll do it and then I'll hand it back. Oh, that means you'll have to have seen me play this game. I am so bad at it. Yeah. Uh, I can get to, I think, like the third or fourth save point. And well, no further. Well, if you'd like a playthrough where I do the controls and we we just are both here doing I'm it. I'm just here listening to the music. And reading the story. And looking up the Ben Brink- Briggs lyrics to uh, to collecting junk with Timmy. Yeah. Exactly. I've got as much. You do. She's very soft. She's a good kitty and she's yeah, here. She's here. She's here for family cuddle time. She is. She's eyeing me dubiously. Yeah, hello. I think yeah. she's wondering why you're not lying down to provide the 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 the, the big the big cuddle spot. Which way are we going? Are we going this way? <gasps> oh, oh! <laughs> oh, she's climbed up on she's the shoulder. She's climbed onto my shoulder, <gasps> and now she's just lying here with her arms over, oh. over my shoulder and purring loudly into Yay. my ear. Well, hey. that's everything I've listened to this week. Well, then, <gasps> time for this. Some of that, yeah. yeah. <sighs> did you, uh, did you know? Yeah. Yeah. I have, uh, I've defeated capitalism. Yeah. 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 I looked online, right? Right. Turns out, I'm taller than Elon Musk. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Not sure how that helps you defeat capitalism, but... Well, you know... It'll be good I, for you. I have the high ground. Oh, I see. So, now, right, it's over. It's over, Elon. And you have the high ground. I, I have the high ground, right? Because well, I'm taller. Well, I mean, what if having the high ground isn't enough for you to defeat capitalism. Well, you know, I could always, you know, 
cut him in half with a laser sword and then toe punt him into the lava so no one can, you know, turn him into a wheezy cyborg. Well, it shouldn't come to that, you know. I mean, you definitely have the uh, high high crown. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're getting high by the minute, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Timothy. Tim, Tim, my boy, my lad, my dude. Are you ready? I've been in this industry for 60 long years. You've made that face turn. Everyone's really excited for this. So we're going to need a new gimmick. What have you got, Timmy? What have you got for us? Oh, well, well, I was thinking maybe I could be like, you know, uh, really surprised that people be, be be big and strong, but maybe go with like a butterfly theme. Butterfly theme. Yeah, yes, sort of... it's already been done by Gareth the Butterfly Butterson. Oh, oh, um, uh, well, maybe my, my gimmick could be board games. I could I could throw board game components. I could read read the distract them by reading the rules of a board game manual and and then do a big punch. Already been done by Rodney Smith. Oh, Rodney no. Smith's been doing that for years. That's his whole thing. Um. Uh, okay, okay. Um, I could be a, a postman. Uh, I deliver you note. I deliver you this letter while you're reading the letter. Ooh, choke slam. Unfortunately, very much like the postman who's choke slams. Oh, very popular he was. Yes. Oh goodness, uh, I really should have realised the postman's gimmick was being a postman. Who uh, choke slams? I mean, yeah, who choke slams? That's very unfortunate. Um, what what if I was like a? Uh, well, I don't know. I've got to get. I've got to get a bit more. Bit more elaborate. Come on, what have you got, Timmy? Okay, Timmy, okay, you're okay, killing me here. Okay. Um. What if I was a baker who specialised in uh, cakes large enough to hide other wrestlers inside, but also I was an interior decorator, so I had to decorate the ring at the same time as like bringing the cake in for someone to jump out of. Already been done by the decorating baker baker boo boo. The decorating baker 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 boo. Exactly. Oh no! He did this years ago. <laughs> he did this years this ago. This whole thing. I clearly, everywhere. clearly don't know my history. Um. What about, uh, what about, what about if I was, um... Come on, Timmy, what what have you got? What if I was a wrestler whose entire gimmick was simultaneously being both a uh, a big capitalist CEO... Yes. ...but also, like, secretly in my spare time being, um, a a revolutionary fighting against the bourgeoisie... Yes, the middle-class socialists did it by way back in the 80s. Oh, oh, um, um... Also known as Thatcherite by Night in his later years... (laughs) Um, um... Come on, Timmy, goodness, come on, Timmy, there goodness, must be something. Goodness. Come on, Timmy, what's in your brain, Timmy? Timmy, Timmy, uh, you're killing me. Uh, what, what if, what if, what, uh, what if, what if my gimmick was being the wrestler? There's only one wrestler and it's me. It was Chesler the wrestler, wrestler, wrestleson's whole gimmick way back in the 1940s. What's wrong with you, Timmy? Timmy, have you got nothing original, nothing at all? Come on, Timmy. Oh, yeah. What if I do all of those wrestling concepts at once? I am a baker who is also an interior decorator, who is also a postman. Oh, who like also... the everyman. We've all seen the everyman, Timmy. Come on, Timmy. Something new and original. The everyman was last. Last year's gimmick. Come on, Jimmy. What have you got? What if I was a wrestler with no original ideas? I love it. <sighs> the unoriginator. <sighs> the sham. This is really bad for my ego. Hmm. 
What about that? We can make that your thing. The crushed ego. What's the opposite of an egomaniac? An egosomniac. <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Something, something. Come on. Timmy, I think this is great. I think we've got a whole career planned out for you. Timmy, this is going to be amazing. We'll be the biggest thing since nobody had any ideas. Nobody's going to have no ideas like you've got no ideas, Timmy. It's going to be amazing. We're going to go so far. You're going to go all the way. You're going to beat the shit out of Vince McMahon in his own ring. It's going to be amazing, Timmy. Timmy, you're going to do the thing, Timmy. Oh, they won't even be able to take it away from you because it's not even original. Oh, Timmy, they won't be able to copyright that. Vince McMahon won't be able to make millions of that and be able to treat you horribly. Oh, it'll kill him, Timmy. It'll find Finally kill him. You'll finally have destroyed Vince McMahon to me. It'll be amazing to me. I love you, Timmy. Kiss me. Mwah. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Pro Show Justice Warriors. Pro Show Justice Warriors. Yeah. Right, Larry. Oh, Barry. How you doing? Oh, a little bit of a frog in my throat. Yeah, yeah. No alleys. Yeah, you know. Uh, Golden sandpaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or something like that. Something like that. Have you really been up so much, mate? Oh, uh, you know, I've been uh, thinking about, about uh, having to think about how people get hired for jobs. Uh, people get hired for jobs? Well, I thought they did random drug testing these days, mate. Well, well you know, you know. Uh, yeah. No, I was thinking about um, hiring practices. Oh, hiring practices. Yeah, yeah, misunderstood, sorry. mate. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was just thinking about, uh, you know, Things that seem very sensible until you scratch the surface of them a little bit and yeah. realise the problems with them as they are. Yeah. Um, one of those being like the idea of, uh, you know, hire the most qualified person for the job. So, see, on paper, it seems like a fantastic, you know, there's no qualifiers you need for that, no, nothing you need to work around. Best person for the job with the most experience gets it. But, like, the problem you get into really quickly there is realising that, like, that advantages certain types of people more than others. Like, yeah. you know... What what you classify as like most qualified will probably involve things like did they go to a better school, which they had a better chance of getting into because they went to a private school before that, yeah. uh, which means that they come from money, uh, which means they probably had opportunities to do work experience at places or even yeah. you know get their first job in you know in well, a place. Yeah, like a big one that you point uh, that I point to a lot is uh, internships, unpaid internships. Yeah. Like a lot of industries, the only way to get any experience uh, at all is unpaid internships, which you can only afford to do if you have someone paying for you to survive, oh, yeah, which yeah. is a luxury that not everyone has, no. so that you can then go, aha, I have more experience than the other candidates. Well, especially, you know, with, with uh, a lot of companies having their head offices or their main offices in very uh, populous cities, very expensive to live in. You know, the kind of people that can afford to either commute in or are already close enough, you know, to, to get to these places, yeah. uh, you know, already have the advantages, probably. Yeah. You know, the fact that they can afford to do that for free every day, you know, they as you, as you say, mate, it's definitely a degree of nepotism, probably. Yeah, and look, Paul, if it, you know, in a lot of creative fields where, like, you know, the only real way to get a foot in the door is to do a bunch of unpaid work off yeah, often. Yeah, yeah. You get, you know, if you're it's purely screening for who's had things published or, you know, has had, has had work with, you know, that they can point to publicly, are the people who can afford to take the time to, to, to do things that are unpaid to get that initial step through and, you yeah. know. Who's felt safe enough, enough to, you know, take the chances, make the leap and, and, 
uh, and dare to dream yeah. with and knowing that they can just fall yeah. back on, you know, yeah. going back to family or, you know, just... Yeah. Or even just to spend the time making an unpaid portfolio yeah. to use as, like, as samples. And, like, you know... It... In a perfect world, yeah, you get the person most qualified for the job to do the job, but also, like, you've got to be aware of the fact that new people will not get the experience they need to become experienced candidates if you don't give them a chance to get their foot in the door, if you don't give people their that first opportunity they can point to later. Yeah. And, like, it's, it's important to recognise, like, the importance of giving people who don't have those uh, those advantages a chance to demonstrate they can do the work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's, uh... Yeah, it's a disturbing time, isn't it? It really is, really is. Uh, yeah. Fancy, uh, fancy hug. I would love one, mate. Yeah. Ah, oh, good luck, mate. Good luck. Good luck. Alright, I think I'll uh, go, have a, go have a bit of a sit down, I think. Oh, sounds lovely. Sounds lovely. Nice. So, Laura. Yes. A book exists it that does. you have done words in. Yeah, it does. It exists. Me and my dysphoria monster. It's out now. Go check it out. It's the illustrated children's book. We've got another book coming in the future. Well, tell us about that one. Lucky of the future. It's called. Um, who hunts the whale? Yeah, you. I only, I only had me and my dysphoria monster <laughs> in my head at that moment. Ah, oh, the problem of having too many books. Too many books. Too many books. Oh. <laughs> Cat escape. Okay. Um. Yes. So, who hunts the whale? It's a satirical and serious book about the horrors of working in the video game industry and whether or not something can be done about it. Well. Maybe someone's going to try, and maybe there'll be some humour along the way, including jokes about DLC, yeah. among other things. Among other things. It's it's a good book. It's a big yeah. book. It's being printed now, I imagine. It'll be available on a date that that uh, isn't too hard to discover. We picked fonts. Yeah. They're, they're putting it together. They're putting it together. It's going together. And 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 they've closed the backer list, which means you can still pre-order it, but you cannot get your name in it. Yeah. Unless you contact us for a signed copy, I guess. Well, I mean, that's the thing. If it, well, I mean, if you if you pre-order a signed copy, you might not get your name in it, but you'll get our name signed in the front. Yeah. Yeah. That's like that's just as good, right? That's just as good. It's not enough that our names are on the front and on the spine. Yeah, but you can put the name on the in inside the that we yeah. did by hand. Yeah. With with our uh, dubious handwriting levels. Dubious handwriting levels. Yay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, tell us where you can find you on the internet. I mean, I'm, I'm, mine's very easy. I'm just at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Um, yeah, I know, right? Uh, the only other thing <gasps> is if you are going to be at Trondheim Pride in Norway, uh, on the 8th and 9th of September, I'm going to be part of two uh, events during during the Pride. I'm going to be doing a talk on Trans Joy, um, which is taking place, I believe that's the one on September the 8th. And uh, LGBT representation in video games, I'm doing a solo talk on that on September the 9th. Uh, check the Trondheim Pride website for 
specifics of when and where, but yeah, I'm going to be at Pride in Norway. That's that's a, like a week after this episode goes up, so go, go, go pay attention to that. That's a Thursday and a Friday. That is, yeah. Weird days. And well, it's Thursday. It's a public holiday. Well, the 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 like Pride March is on the Saturday, but there's right. like multiple days of they have like a multi-day long Pride thing. So I'm I'm there's a thing on there are things happening on Wednesday, I think, but I'm at a thing on Thursday and a thing on Friday, and then the parade is on Saturday, um, which I will briefly be around, and then I will be going for a Soon. flight home. Um, so yes, yeah. say hi if you if you see a person with blue hair that you think might be me <laughs> in Toronto and go, is that Laura? Couldn't be. This is Norway. Laura's not in Norway. There's no way she's here. <laughs> there is a way I'm there. I'm at Toronto Pride. What about you? Me? Well, I can be found. All my things are at linkter.ee slash janiac. J-A-N-E-I-A-C. That's a linktree link. It's a linkter.ee. Yeah. Um, I my most important one is patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio as little as a dollar a month will literally save my life and help me pay all these expensive bills that are now happening Yeah, and if collectively everyone can help me with a dollar I would be much more financially stable Woo! Um, what else I've got t-shirts over at Redbubble um We've got all sorts of things, and you can enjoy them. And I make music under the name Bedroom Programmer. That's good. Also, I edit Accessibility, which is for Laura, and you can watch it on her YouTube channel. Yeah. And the next one is very long. Also, it has new music now, what I did write. Yeah. Yeah. Go go check out, like, the 20-minute long episode that's gone up this week. <laughs> you did great. <laughs> I love you. And I've slept. I've slept. I love you. <laughs> Please sleep. Please sleep. I will sleep when I've finished editing this episode. Maybe uh, a couple of hours. Sleep. I would sleep. like sleep. I love a bit of sleep, me. I'm good at sleeping. I'm a quality sleeper, me. Until next time, be a stranger. <laughs> I am the high ground mannequin. I'm tripping balls. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a high round and you know I'm uh, rushing my tits off mate. <laughs>